The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host and or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of the host and or Paranormal Buzz Radio and or its sponsors. Use of any material produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is prohibited. Paranormal Buzz Radio will not be held responsible for you holding your knees, crying, and rocking in a corner in a puddle of your own urine, or being beheaded by a group of children in a cornfield. In fact, if you come across a group of children in a cornfield, we promise to make fun of you as you run away screaming in terror. Listener discretion is advised. Entering the all-consuming realm of Shay's paranormal chat, where the things that are better left unsaid are actually said. Shut up and sit down. You're listening to Shay's paranormal chat. Paranormal podcasting done Shay's way. Tons of fun. Dude. Seriously? A bit sarcastic. Hashtag investigator, not hunter. But always real. Don't get your panties in a twist. Oh my god, really? This is real, raw conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. TGIF, huh? Yes, Jen. Fancy meeting you here. I wonder why I'm here. Hmm. Let's see. This week, we are very honored. We have, if you're ever in chats, you know her by name, and now you guys will actually get to know her like I have. Um, I'm very honored to have her here, Um, Miss Alita Kinley. Um, She's an author. She is so much. I can't even. Let's see. Let's see if I can get this right, Alita. You ready? Author. And we'll get into the books in a minute here. But she's a paranormal investigator. She does research on genealogy, parapsychology field stuff, historical research, um, and a member of a do, A-D-E-A-W. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're having some tech. I thought we were going to have some technical difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on one second, guys. Um, I had this trouble last time. Let's see if we can. Um, no, we don't want to do that. Stop that. We had issues just starting the call. So um, let's see. Hold on here. Um, my friends, we are. Hmm. Yeah, they can hear me. They can't hear you. And I'm not muted. That much I do know. You're not muted. 
Huh. It's about time Spreaker acted up. It's been a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think it is Skype. I'm just, um, we're checking. Um, hold on. Microphone. Do, 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 do. Speaker. I just keep talking. No, me. You can't talk until we, uh, until they can hear you. Yeah. Kim and Jen will be patient. Hopefully everybody else listening will be. We, um, not sure. All right, guys, hold on a second here. We are going to play some music while we fix this. My new uh, Shay Done Fucked Up music here. So hope you enjoy it. I will be right back. There we go, guys. I can talk now. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so we were going to talk about something weird. Always. Okay. I don't know why this... Because Skype called you on the number instead of the Skype to Skype. Oh. The first time, and then when I had to call back through Skype, it switched the settings in Skype. Why Jed. can't they just make something flipping easy? easy? <laughs> yeah. They Jen thinks my music was hilarious. It's a first uh -oh. time. It's been on there for like a month, and I haven't had a chance to play my Shay Done Fucked Up music because I haven't messed up in a while. Yeah. So the music was weird. If anybody's wondering, it's a it's a I picked it because it was that um, do my ears hang low beat, you know. Do they tumble? <laughs> so that's what it was. You couldn't hear it, I don't think, but they could. No. So. Okay, let's start over. Um, you, let's expand. <laughs> oh, man. See, we should have taken those shots of whiskey before the yep, show. Yep, yep. I was thinking about it, and I had one of them days. Yeah, I know. We both did. We were like, oh, what a day. Yeah. Um, you want to explain what the A-D-E-A-W is? Oh. Yeah. It means Associated Daughters of Early American Witches. It is a lineage group like uh, the Mayflower Society and Daughters of the Early American Revolution. I just was, I'm just kind of a rebel in my family. rest of my family belongs to like the Mayflower Society because we're actually direct descendants of John and Priscilla Mullins too. And um, I wanted to be different and we had a Salem witch ancestor so I 
did. I documented um, over 300 years of my family, and I sent it in, and I got approved. Of course, a lot of it was done for me because we belong. Our family members belong to all these other little club things, but yeah, that was my claim to fame. I'm a Salem witch, and my Salem, my Salem witch ancestor was Margaret Scott, and she was a old lady. And they thought she was a witch for like 20 years before the witch trials. And I don't know why all of a sudden it pissed them off in 1692, but it did. And, um, yeah, she was an old lady, too. I I doubt, very much doubt she was a witch. Probably maybe a healer or fortune teller or something. Um, I think you sent me an article. Yeah. On her. The thing I, I... the thing I love is you're, I don't even actually know if you're in Iowa, Nebraska. You're like all over the place. Where physically do you, what state do you live in? I live in Nebraska, okay. Hastings, Nebraska. That's what I thought, but I, I wasn't yeah. sure because you're a little bit everywhere. But we put stuff up on our sis page and you're like, oh, look at this clip. Or I have family member here. Oh, look, I, I have relatives here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of, well, they were... You know, Mayflower, Eastern, yep. you know, yep. Massachusetts and New Hampshire and stuff. And I have some really strange relatives and stuff. And it's just so bizarre. You know, I, I'm actually related to um, Joshua Gordon. And, uh, yeah, he were actually had, like, some kind of folk magic spell book thing. It's in the South Carolina um, University Library or something. But... It, in seventeen, in the late seventeen hundreds, he had some kind of spell book he written, and then someone. I think I sent you that um, yes. one thing that one relative in New Hampshire they were making some kind of witch thing to kill this witch, and it was like, holy cow! You guys, people were you were kind of wild, but you're interesting. <laughs> there's not too. So. There's quite a few places I've been to. The semi was it the old burying ground. And, um, yeah, Deerfield. The, Deerfield. Yeah. You're like, I have yeah. relatives there. Yeah, and I sent you the story about Zachariah yeah. Field. And, um, yep. That, yeah, that's my... And, and they were having paranormal experiences, you know? And that's like, this is so wild, these people. It's just, I think it's just something... My family has weird stuff. Well, they were all like... Um, Belong to um, Freemasons too, and and oh, wow. in fact, Margaret Scott's um, grandson was one of the first Freemasons in the United in the United States, and um, I thought that was kind of cool too. That is, that's very cool. But um, I just find it funny because I mean, like five out of the last ten places, or even you know whatever it's been, but. It's like every other place I go to, you're like, I have a relative there. I have a, rel- yep. I have a relative buried yep. there. I, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Ancestry. <laughs> yep. Yep. And stuff. And it's just fascinating, you know, when I, it's like, oh, gosh, I wish I could go there. Because, see, that's, I've been all over the world, but I've never been to New York. I'd like to go to New York and Massachusetts. I've never been to Salem and stuff. And it's like, I want to go. But I've been all over everywhere else. Mostly just the western United States, but yeah. Well, I'm um, I'm two hours from Salem. Not even, I don't think. 
Um, no, how? Two hours from Salem, Mass. I technically live in New Hampshire now, but I grew up in Massachusetts. Oh, well. So. So much history, you know. You have so many places to go. Nebraska, we have cornfields. Hey, we have um, (laughs) he who lives behind the rose, so. (laughs) And Malachi, so we're we're up there. That's funny. We, uh, we, We were on one of our investigations it was in September. We were messing around in a cornfield, calling for Malachi. Yeah, it wasn't dirt. We took a break from the investigation and went playing in the uh, cornfield that was nearby, and it will soon be on our blooper reel, I'm sure. <laughs> the creepy thing is about cornfields at night. You can actually hear them grow. You hear the leaves unravel and stuff. They're actually making noises. No, that's just, it the, is that's just the children of the corn that live yeah. in <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jen wants creepy. to know. Jen wants to know. He who shall not be named? Question mark. Oh, I don't even know what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> we will have to get back to you, Miss Jen B. Yeah. So what else do you want to hear about? What, what do, you, do you want to hear about Nebraska hauntings, or I can tell you, um, I can tell you about the funniest investigation I did. Why don't we uh, throw out your book? Oh, your, okay. Your new book, your new book, and then we can start talking about haunted Nebraska. Oh, okay. Which one? You want to talk about the Piper book, or whichever? Actually, whichever one, if you want to. Promote, they're both came out at them. the same time. I mean, well, just within about yeah. a month and stuff. So I don't oh, care. Jen, Jen was joking. See, it went right over my head. Okay, yeah. Let's um, let's see. We got what is the first one? Pay the Piper about Melbourne. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Well. We worked an um, investigation. My, I did was as a family trip. I would, you know, my son, my daughter, which they're adults and stuff. They have their own families. But I thought, would we, you know, let's let's do an investigation together. What the heck? So, Melbourne Manor for the price. You can, you know, the whole family stay there, and we can check it out. And you know, we're kind of like the Adams family anyway. So. um I I always look up the history of places. I never quite, well, you know, like we were talking about pay-to-play places. I, yep. I just like to, I like to know the history myself. So I didn't really delve into the, the um, history about, um, you know, the, 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 I don't know, I guess it was like a home for mentally disabled people for at one time. I looked back further in, um, into the history. And then I had also um, watched a program. It was Paranormal Lockdown. And it had Johnny Hauser on there. Yep. And he was at the, he was at Melbourne Manor. And he had a experience with a um, spirit there. I guess he was kind of aggressive to him. And I was like, well, why the heck would a spirit at Melbourne be aggressive at um, to Johnny Hauser other than, you know, he's caretaker of Villisca? So then I go, well, maybe is there a connection? You know, maybe maybe one that, you know, the spirit at Melbourne doesn't have something to do with Villisca. So I'm looking, and then I found this Ralph Piper 
And the more I looked into this Ralph Piper, I'm like, holy cow. You know, and by the time we went there and stuff, I, I just, on a hunch, you know, on, yeah, I was doing EBPs when we were downstairs. And we we really didn't have a lot. But other than I showed you that clip of that shadow was moving or, or whatever it was moving in that room. I have no yeah. idea. But um, most of our audio that night, because it was close to 4th of July, was ruined because of fireworks. And then this cat, I'm not kidding you, this cat was sitting out the back door going, Row, row. <laughs> And I think it was when he scared of the fireworks, but we had our cattle dog with us. I mean, Josh Hurd was nice enough to let us bring our old dog with us. And... Um, it would not have been, I would have been hard to explain if we let that cat in there. And, um, yeah, it was out the back door and it was yowling. But anyway, I, um, I had sat down and I asked Ralph Piper, I'm playing, you know, playing simple. Did your brothers kill the Moore family in Villisca? And I got a yes. And I'm like, oh my God. So then I was like, okay, can, are they telling the truth, you know? So I, I was, uh, I'm going to check this route. I'm really going to check it out and see if he could be telling the truth. And the more I looked into it, I couldn't, I can't say that they didn't do it. You know, so um, <clears throat> the more evidence I found and stuff, I would, I am, yeah, I'd bet my life on it that, they, that that's who killed um, the Moore family. And his brother, I think, is, and his other brother, I think, is more responsible for doing railroad killings all over the United States from starting out in the Pacific Northwest down San Antonio because he was in the same places. And, and he was he was there. And how can it, it be too much of a coincidence that they, he was all these places and all these people were dying and I think I think that senator paid them. They were connected with that senator, um, Frank Frank Jones. They were connected to him, and I I think that's who paid them to kill on the Moore family. Wow! And it, and the more more stuff I went through, the more stuff I found. And I'm hoping, if anything, my book, you know. I'll set somebody on their mission. Go ahead and try to prove that they didn't do it. Because I'm betting they did. And Yeah, you sent me the articles and stuff on that, too. Oh, I got, you know, I, I started posting them, you know, on that Facebook. I started a Facebook page, you know, for both books, you know, and post uh, different articles to them. And, um, yeah, I've been posting a lot to that because, yeah, he fit... Every place they'd have these descriptions of these different murders and stuff, I'd come up with a list, you know. They either played cards. It was a salesman. He was he was around 35. He was nicely dressed. He had dark hair. He had gray eyes. The, he fits all the descriptions, you know, all the, you know, all the, like, suspect descriptions. And I was going, that... It's Edward Piper. That's at Ralph Piper's own brother. Wow. And, um, yeah, that's, I, I, I bet my life on it. That's who did it. And then to top it off, 
you know, I go to look up his grave on Find a Grave. I get a picture of his grave. He's got some kind of black fungus stuff growing out of his grave. No, <laughs> you know, I admit, I admit that's not evidence, but it was like, that was just the weirdest thing ever. I've never seen anything like that. And I put that picture on that site, too. I, it's, I'm not kidding. It's like black stuff growing all over his grave. Wow, that is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just like it's a, really. I think it's. I'm more amazed that a ghost would ha- try to solve a crime like that. Um, well, I I don't doubt Ralph Piper is so pissed off at his brother still through even after death that he would do that because I think his brother tried to attack his wife. And that's why he moved to Malvern. and Because and, Ralph Piper owned a lot of stuff in Malvern. I mean, they had money. And uh, I think they probably come up with some of that money, you know, criminally. But, and, there, and people in Malvern, Malvern's a pretty wild town. I mean, there, there's all kinds of people like murder, death. They're down by the railroad tracks. I don't know how many kids. I I have articles here. It's like crazy. In nineteen like nineteen seventy two, there was kid got killed on that silver trail um, trellis or whatever. It's by the railroad. Silver Creek, Silver Creek trellis, and uh, Gary Bingham, and he died nineteen seventy two. Jen and- Jen B is going to join us for a minute here. Okay. Um, you keep talking. I just wanted to, if you hear okay. a hello, it's, in, it's Miss Jen B. In 1903, um, wait, not 1903. I'm, I had to print them off and stuff because it was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Well, um, 1953, two kids got killed on that trellis. Don Reese and Irving Lee, they were 16. And then... It's it's right here somewhere. Oh, in 1883, Julia Robinson, age eight, was up there on that trellis. She got ran over by the train. And the train one time was there at Malvern and went off the tracks at Malvern, rode down the hill and crushed the engineer. Uh, it was like, oh, this one gal that I think actually was connected to the Pipers, her name was Cecil Dodd, Dodd age 20, who um, I think it was her cousin actually married Edward Piper's sister. She was found dead um, by Melvern um, by the tracks. Actually, they thought it was ruled suicide that she actually threw herself out the bathroom window of a moving train. Oh my I don't goodness. know how you do that, but uh, I don't know how you do you, that either. But Jen's taking over for me for a minute, okay. and I'll explain after the show why. Um, okay, but I'll be back in a few minutes. Okay. All right. Hi, Jen. Hey, how are you doing, Ilita? I'm loving your what you're telling us, but I have a question already. Who okay. are the pi- okay. Who are the Pipers? Oh, oh, geez. Um. The Piper brothers were two, well, they were four brothers, actually. And they were from Albia, originally, Albia, um, Monroe County, Iowa. And um, 
the brother, two of the brothers, the auctioneer family, they moved to Corning, Iowa. It was called the Piper Brother Auctioneer. And then one brother moved to Villisca, William um, Piper, Will Piper. And um, in 19, like 15 or something, the brothers split again. And the, the younger brother, Wolf Piper, went to Malvern, and um, he started a lot of businesses in Malvern, and he ended up buying the Cottage Hotel, which is now Malvern Manor, and he oh. called it the Piper Hotel, and he owned it for probably nine years before he died and stuff, and him and his girlfriend uh, remodeled it and everything. And he's very much a spirit at Malvern Manor. He's the in-your-face spirit. Um, I call him, I, that's what I encountered. You know, I didn't really, you know, have much to, I didn't know much of the stories and stuff, but I'm just saying the spirits I encountered at Malvern right. were um, Ralph Piper, his girlfriend, um, Cuba um, Thompson, who actually, she's kind of a softer, nicer spirit. She's around the kitchen area. Okay. And uh, the, the crazy thing is, is that when I went through the history, I found they had a story about this um, little girl named Inez. And she supposedly um, hung herself at the um, manor. But actually, when I went through the history, she died down the street, just not too far from the manor. But when I when I asked, um, we didn't, Josh wasn't there when we first went there. Another fellow gave us the tour. And when I asked him, I said, how do you, how do you guys know that Inez is here or whatever? And he had told me, well, you know, that was a story that they had heard and stuff. And they'd heard, um, gotten the actual EVPs. And I said, because it's really funny, because when I was doing the history and looking into this Inez, that hotel is exactly where she would go if she died. Because I think, actually, she did not commit suicide. I think that her... um, it would have been actually her uncle, T.D. Gibson. I think he had something to do with her death. And he was not a very nice man and stuff. And he, he kind of put this story out that her um, she didn't want to live with her mom or her and stuff or her dad. But actually her mom, her mom was married to another man. Her mom and dad were divorced. And they were both... They both were hotel owners, different parts of, one was in Colorado, one was in Montana at the time. But they both owned hotels, and she had spent most of her life working and living in a hotel. So where would she go after death? In a hotel. And not to mention this, she had this pet parrot named Pete. Now, this pet parrot's... Ralph Piper ended up, in of course, and this is like 40 years later, had a pet parrot named Pete. What do you, what is the chances that this Melbourne minor, Melbourne, Iowa, that Pete was the same parrot? Because parrots live like 75 years. Yeah, they live forever. They have an extensive lifespan. Yeah, and they had a big thing about, after Ralph died, at the man, he actually died outside of Malvern, and they weren't sure whether it was something to do with the confrontation with some of his employees or whatever. But it was ruled a heart attack and stuff. But he, 
Cuba Thompson, his girlfriend, had to fight Ralph Piper's son for this parrot named Pete. And wow. they lost the parrot and stuff and everything. But it does, if anywhere in Malvern, she would be at that hotel. And I thought that was so fascinating that nobody knows the story. But that's exactly where she would be, you know. You know, she would, I, I'm, I'm guessing whether the parrot attracted her because that was her pet parrot or the mm-hmm. hotel. But that's where she would be. And actually, we did catch something in um, Inez's room, which I showed Shay um, a clip of. We caught. Oh, hi, Shay. Sorry about that. We caught. Well, I I have a a question. Oh, go ahead. Um, Now, when Inez passed, you said that her uncle had um, had put out the story, had put out her so-called air quotes reason for this supposed suicide. Was she living with her uncle or staying yeah, with her uncle? With her uncle and her aunt. Her uncle, um, and how old was store. How old was Inez? I want to see. She was like 11. Um, I, I don't really have it in front of me here. Right. I, I mean, I, it sounds like you have a lot of history. Oh yeah. Um, well, I went through the history. <laughs> Well, I mean, because yeah. I don't have any proof of this, but when you said, as soon as you said her uncle put out the story, I had this overwhelming feeling of sexual abuse. Oh, yeah. I uh, That's exactly what I think, Jen. You know, he was a creepo. You yeah. know, even, uh, even the, t- the there was, there is instances in the paper clippings that I found about him that uh, people would come into his house and like time it and threaten him because he ever deals and he was always suing people and he just and not scoundrel yep and not to mention his brother sylvester gibson in montana um after inez's um death sylvester went in to another hotel another hotel owner and shot him in the head so that that was the kind of people they 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 were, and uh, wow. uh, this T.D. Gibson, you know, I read his obituary and stuff after he died. He never mentioned any of the any of like uh, Inez or her brother. Or I just think he was a bad guy. And was there uh, an autopsy done on Inez? No, that that comes to the doctor that actually went in there, Scott and stuff, and another doctor. He had an office at, um, they would have been the Cottage Hotel at that time. Uh, years later, he ended up committed suicide at the Cottage Hotel, which would have been Melvern Manor. There's a lot of layers to Melvern Manor. Yeah, there, it you know, like it. I mean, and, I've only seen the live broadcasts, and uh-huh. everything you're describing is basically like what happens on the live broadcasts. It's just like the most active place. Well, yeah, and, and it's like, you know, I don't know these people. I, I don't know people kind of get caught up on the uh, d- the mentally disabled part of the place and stuff. No, there is like a way history of that place. Uh, that was the IB Ringland hotel, um, home. IB IB Ringland 
um, home. And he was one of the starters of Malvern. And it was a Masonic Lodge. They had the Silver Oak Masonic Lodge there at the first. And the first funeral of that town was one of his, was his son in 1870 and stuff. And this lady bought it after the Ringlands died and stuff and moved another building to it and attached it to um, the Ringland home and made the cottage hotel. And then they kept adding to it and stuff. And it's been like the, it's been the cottage hotel and then the Piper hotel. And I think it's actually was another hotel name. It had a restaurant in it at one time. Wow. Um, They had psychics and clairvoyants in there in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Spiritualists. I mean, that place has got a lot of layers in there. You know, I I have another question now. Shay's going to be sorry she asked me to help her out. No, 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 no. I appreciate it. Well, now I'm wondering. Well. Eileen obviously done such wonderful research. I know she's going to know the answer. Is it on a ley line? Is it close to a ley line? Because it seems like it just draws in congregations of people, whether they be living or the living that want to speak to the dead with, you know, having clairvoyance and such there. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? Uh, you know what? I've never looked at that. But, you know, like I said, it's not too far from that Wabash Trail and stuff, which we used to be that railroad track with all them people. I meant just crazy accidents happen. And not to mention, uh, you walked right out, you walked right outside the Malvern Manor, and there's a, like a restaurant there. Well, in 1933, Clyde Bacon, who, um, his mom owned the restaurant, but he had a, uh, uh, apartment. He walked right out the back door of his um, the restaurant and shot himself in the head. Holy shit! A, 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 this weird stuff in Melbourne Manor. The lady down the street. You walk. You walk up the street from Melbourne Manor, probably about two blocks away. And I don't have her name. I'll have to look it up. Look then up the article again. But anyway, she walked right out the door. She left her kids inside and walked right out the door and shot herself. So, I mean, there's a lot of crap that went on at Melvern. Oh, yeah, and then you have Charles. There's another Unsolved Mystery. And the Unsolved Mysteries, one's in Villisca and one's in Melvern. What do they have in common? The Pipers. But anyway. See, that's um, amazing how you were able to link that information together. Do you have a book? Did you write a book on this? Yeah, yeah. I, to Pay the Piper is the book that I wrote about Malvern, about the about the Velisca axe murders and stuff. Because, see, I, you know, I like Amy Allen. I like to listen to her. I mean, some of the stories on the Dead Files, I mean, it's kind of wild. But I pick up, you know, some things. I think she's. A lot of what she's saying is factual. When she went to the Villisca, a lot of what she said was very factual. I went back through and stuff, and she was saying that they knew that them that, that the little girl was confused, Lena was confused and stuff, that she knew him. Yeah, mm-hmm. she knew who killed her. Will Piper sold Shetland ponies to the kids in Villisca. Oh, man. You know, and I was like, that, this, that's horrible. See, I just... I... It feels like that poor little girl was just being used completely inappropriately. 
Um, oh, and, ne- and Inez and Melvin, I, I was talking about Lena and Velisca, but Inez and Melvin Manor, uh, not Mel, she didn't die at Melvin Manor, but she died like, like, I'm kind of like crat- catty corner from Melvin. It's just mm-hmm. like right there. Okay. And, um, yeah, I think her, I think that her um, uncle was her foster dad, or uncle. I guess they they called it foster dad, but it was her uncle was abusing her. Yeah, I have no doubt, and I think she was going to say something, or she was pregnant. I felt pregnant. Yeah, That's why I had asked if they did a um, an autopsy on that poor child. But well, both of the girls. I, just oh, there it. At Velisca. Now, I don't think them girls were sexually assaulted. You actually, you know what I right, think right. that bacon well, was? Just that they, they were, di- were murdered is horrific. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Lena and Ina, Stillinger. The crazy thing is about that is they found in that room is the, is the room downstairs. They found a, like bacon wrapped in like a towel. And they had thought maybe it was used to make like a... a a false vagina or masturbatory, mast, I don't know, I can't even say that word, masturbatory aid. There we go. Hey, I got it out. Anyway, um, I don't think so. I think it ties into the murder that happened in Paola, Kansas a couple of days before, and they were looking for a swine face fat man. I think it was a pun on that. Here's your swine-faced fat man. They wrapped bacon with a dish towel around it and set it next to the axe. Wow. Wow. She and I are both, like, simultaneous. Wow. (laughs) You know, because they could never figure that out and stuff. And like I said, he left all these clues. I mean, I, I... you know, I put it in the book. He left all these clues from murders to murders. I mean... One one murder. Um, he liked to do like to mix like he would like play a pun on the sheriffs of the town uh, down in showman uh, the showman murder down in Ellsworth, Kansas. Uh, he uh, he killed the showman family, but then he went and he cut the screen on the sheriff's uh, um, house. And the sheriff's name was Merritt. Okay. Okay. And on a killing before in Colorado, one of the witnesses' name was Merritt. Okay. On a killing in, um, uh, it would have been Rainier, Washington and stuff, the sheriff's name was Longmire. Okay. Then the killing in Paola, Kansas and stuff, he, he broke into the, uh, a lady's na- a house named Longmire, and he left the dress from the murder people in the pa- the Hudson family in Paola, Kansas. Now, a lot of people don't know, to, like, um, five days later, the Velisca axe murder happened in Velisca. Now, the people that were murdered in Paola, Kansas were the Hudsons, after they killed uh, the Moore family, uh, guess who's the they they had a break in in Velisca at the um, telephone office. Who who was running the telephone office? Another Hudson. 
another man named Hudson, Will Hudson. And he was actually the delegate of the Socialist Party, and he was head of the phone. He had the record to Senator um, um, Frank Jones. Well, he wasn't Senator at the time. He was running for Senator, but Frank Jones had been calling and stuff. I think they were trying to pin the murders on him and stuff, but it, it didn't work out because the door was locked and they couldn't get in. That there, you know, and and stuff, You're and like then detective. It, oh yeah, I liked that. I liked to. You know what? I grew up with Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, and there I love them. Hey, hey Scooby Doo, you they were good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can relate to some Scooby Doo. Yeah, me too. Shay's Shay Shay, are, are, did you read the Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys books? I mean, I watched the Hardy Boys. You no, know. I didn't. Um, but I did watch some Scooby Doo. Yeah, I watched a lot of Scooby Doo. I think I, uh, that's part. Yeah, of I remember, I had kids really early. <laughs> I did too. Like I really early, so. I was past that stuff, but um, I remember, I think it was my oldest son, um, they did some little movies on him, so I do know who they are. Um, the You didn't Nancy. watch the Hardy Boys when you were a little? No. Sean Cassidy? Oh my god, he's hot! Yeah, he was. <laughs> I was like still alive. I was like four years old wearing a Sean Cassidy t-shirt. Is he one of the partridges? That that was David Cassidy. All right, I had the right last name. I think I don't think David Cassidy's still alive, is he? The partridge just died recently. Oh, that would be David Cassidy. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Sean Cassidy's alive. That would have been his younger brother. Yeah, I don't... I. Or is that the... I don't know. But the guy who does Fred Jones' voice on Scooby-Doo is still alive. And he does Scooby-Doo's voice. And he does Megatron's voice in the um, Transformer movies. (laughs) Oh, jeez. See, I love Scooby-Doo because it always... Even though I swear they were high and probably having sex in the back room. Um, <laughs> besides that, they always investigated and found out the monsters were always actual human beings. Yeah, yep. And you know what? It has a good lesson. You it know, does. really. Because yeah. Yeah, that's true. The real monsters are not ghosts. Yeah. I've never counted. I mean, I've counted some nasty ghosts and some weird crap and and stuff, but I've never encountered anything that was no more than you know. I I find it fascinating. I find a uh, phenomenon fat fanat- fascinating. It doesn't scare me. It takes me by surprise. I'm more like, okay, did that just fucking happen or what? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I, I, I don't get freaked out. I mean, I I have screamed at an investigation one time. And Ben, to be fair, it was kind of freaky. We were at the squirrel cage jail in um, Council of Iowa. And uh, it's it, squirrel cage jail is this jail. It turns like in the center. And it's like shaped like a pie. And 
I've been there all night doing good and stuff, and we were walking around looking at them, taking the flashlight. I look up there, and there is an arm sticking out of the cage, and I screamed. I don't know why I screamed. I just did. It surprised you. It was just a rubber arm. They (laughs) had the rubber arm showing, you know, how the inmates would break their arms and stuff. And Paul, um, it would have been Chris's husband, um, he's like, oh, yeah, I seen that earlier. And I said, well, why didn't you say something? Because I I felt like a dumbass screaming. Kim Kim says um, Sean Cassidy is still alive. She follows him on Facebook. Oh, okay. Wow. To, to tell you a funny story about um, the screaming and stuff that you were just talking about, um, we, uh, my sister and I, Nicole, we just did, um, we returned uh, two weeks in a row. We did, um, which one did we do? Laconia State School. And the first time we were there, um, there's this little alcove, and you can see through it. Um, and we hear, you can see there's nothing in there. And we hear wrestling and stuff. So I'm thinking a bat or a mouse is going to come out. So I step behind her. And I'm like, dude, I love you, but I'm sacrificing you. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, within five minutes, we start getting, the meters start trying to go off. And some weird stuff started to happen. And all of a sudden, we hear this growl. Like, I've never heard this kind of oh, growl shit. before. But... You know, mind you, I just tried to sacrifice her when I thought a little mouse was coming out. But instead of <laughs> instead of getting scared, we hear this growl and we can see nothing's in front of us. And I just put my hand on my hip and I'm like, hey, was that you? So, you know, the ghosts don't scare me. Animals, people, they scare me, but the ghosts do not. She says, I'll throw you to the mouse, but if it's a ghost, I got your back. Yeah, I did. I thought an animal was coming out the first time, and I'm like, dude, I love you, but I'm sacrificing you. But oh, the girl's growling. I'm like, yeah, hey, what are you doing? Is that you? <laughs> oh, I had, like, a similar thing happen years ago and stuff. Um, I had a friend that lived, uh, she lived kind of, like, in rural Nebraska and stuff in this, like, farmhouse and stuff. We used to call it the swamp. But anyway, um... She kept saying, oh, my house is so haunted. I can't stay here and stuff. And I was like, what's happening? And she's like, I hear him. It's growling and snarling and stuff. And I'm like, okay. I said, I'll come out there. So I go out there and everything. And I'm listening. My eyes like, I can hear something, you know. It's up in the ceiling. And so I said, well, let's get a ladder. And I said, I'll pop my head up there. I go and I that climb was your the first ladder. Mistake, girl. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. And I pop the hood. I face this big, pissed off raccoon. It's in there going, cat, cat. You know, it's and, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And, and so I was more scared of the damn raccoon. I was like, I can face a demon, but fuck that raccoon. Yeah, that's <laughs> a cool fight. That's like, how I, I feel. Yeah. No, <laughs> I like them. They're nice and free. I like to look at them, but I don't want to face one. <laughs> I like looking at want... them on video, but in person, I'll pass. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah when they they're, they're, the attic. They, they, have they the have attic. Have big teeth. <laughs> I don't care what people say. They have big teeth. <laughs> yeah, they do. Oh, they're so mean. 
So, Alita, I got to ask one more question, and then I'll get off and let Shay ask all the questions. Where can we find your book? I'm sure that Shay was going to have you say this, but I got to know now. Jen, there's oh. two books before you leave. There's two books? Yeah. yeah, there's one on Nebraska hauntings and stuff, too. And then there's one of my about my experience at Melbourne Manor and stuff. And like I said, if anything, I hope I provoke a different conversation and people will look into this. Because believe it or not, I would love to be able to travel to all these other cities and actually dig through their information. But I went through their, I went through newspaper articles. I, I spent a lot of time on this. And I include, you know, people can follow along for themselves and make their own decisions. But I, you know... To me, it's too much of a coincidence, you know, when you have somebody say, yeah, that's who killed them. And they, yeah, that's who probably did kill them. Because if you look through all the evidence, I meant, yeah, that's probably who, that's who did it. You know, it had to be, you know. I just, so you know, I just put your name into Amazon. All I put in was Aelita and bam, Aelita Kinley came up. Yep. To Pay the Piper, The Real Axe Man, and My Haunted Journey of Nebraska. Both of them yep. popped right up. You can even get one of them on Kindle. And if you're you can get both Kindles, on Kindle. Well, if yep. you're a Kindle subscriber, you can get the To Pay the Piper for free. That's pretty amazing. Yep. I don't really. You know what? You don't write books to make money. I wrote. I wrote. I only wrote. I mostly wrote them books. Basically, well, I actually hope I do make enough money to pay for my editor. But anyway, I wrote them because I wanted to tell people. I wanted to tell people about this. You know. You know. I don't even give a shit. You know that I. I I figured this out. I'm more like, I want people to to dig into this and really, you know, look, because evidence has got to exist somewhere. And where you have this man's handwriting and you know where this man's body is, I need probably, I don't know, it, Will Piper never had any children and stuff, but if there's DNA, they can probably prove this crime. I wonder yeah, if they can you know, the, the, if there's any DNA from any of these axe murders or anything, even that letter from the axe murder um, New Orleans, they can compare signatures. They have his signature. He was left-handed. They were looking for a left-handed killer. It's him. Well, if he I was buried, my mind. if he was buried, can't they pull him up and take exhume take from exhume from exhume him from the grave and um. Take the DNA from his teeth. Yeah, they can't I mean, once they yeah. do the embalming fluid, but you know. But oh, teeth, I'm sure you know. And, and I think that, Edward, sure. you know, they they can prove one way or another whether he did it or not. And and it would be too paranormal, freaky if he if he wasn't. Nobody has that many coincidences. Nobody. You know, they were looking for a train killer. He was traveling the train. He fit all, all, he even fits the FBI um, profile. You know, they come up with the FBI profile of the killer and he fits it exactly. So that's who did it. You know, I mean, and then there's another piece of evidence that's so crazy uh, there at Velisca that dogs, 
the bloodhounds, they took off and they ran. And they, one of the things was that they headed towards, like, uh, F.F. Jones' house because they went right by. Well, the Pipers, uh, Will Piper lived one mile directly north of uh, F.F. Jones' house. So I'm wondering if they didn't catch the scent. And they ran right to the river. And if you follow that river north of Villisca for a mile, and then there's like a creek, it branches off back to the east. It goes right to the Piper's house. where he, And he bought that property just a few, probably six months before the killing. And he sold it immediately afterwards. Wow. Oh, he burned it down first. Wow, there's no other. He burned it down first, and then he sold the property. But he paid an enormous price. He paid for like it'd be the equivalent of a quarter of a million dollars in nowadays for the property, and then he just sold it for anybody who would give him money. So nobody does that. No, they don't. And that reason, yeah. Yeah, now, who's F.F. F. Jones? Senator F.F. F. Jones is who, okay. uh, who is actually one of the only people that they basically, I don't they put on trial for paying somebody. They knew he paid somebody to kill um, the Moore family. Okay. And, and the Was Piper. found guilty? No, no, that the so. thing he was found guilty and stuff. But um, Will Piper worked with him and and did odd jobs for him and stuff. So, you know, when you, it, trust me, read the book. That's who killed the <laughs> killed the Moore family. That's incredible. Well, Shay, thank you so much for, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to help when you need me to step in, but I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity to just be a listener and, and turn, turn the volume back up. Ailita, thank you for, for talking with us and, and, and all of that. And um, I know we're not live video, but I see your picture and you have the most beautiful white hair. Oh my God. Oh, thank you. I don't feel so bad for being old fogey. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love white hair. I can't Aww, wait for mine thanks. to all go white. All right, well, I'm going to get off, and I'll be listening in, ladies. This is so interesting. Thank okay. you, Miss Jen. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Night-night. Okay. So, what do you want to talk about real fast? <laughs> yeah, we're that went by quick, huh? Yeah, I'm sorry. I got See, I told you I'd get rambling Why on about sorry? stuff. No, no, no. Never <laughs> be sorry. I think... Any podcast, any, not just mine, any podcast is the best when the guest does the most talking. That's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be about the guest. And when they just go on like that, that that's awesome. You, I don't have to, you know, cry things well, just, out of you. Yeah. And you get excited. And that's awesome because you hit a, a key point with me when you said, you're not doing this for money. You just want people to stop and think. And you know what? That's what got me into podcasting. You don't have to agree with me, but I'm trying to make you stop and think. Agree, yeah. Disagree. Just think about it for a second and then I'll be happy. Yep. I, I agree. You know, um, I do things different than other people. Like I said, I do a yeah. lot of like personal cases. I help people, you know, I help people that... 
think they've been bewitched and stuff, you know, and I help people with that, and I do a lot of that kind of stuff, and like I said, I told you before, you know, some of the most amazing stories have nothing to do with um, a famous haunted place or something. Right. You know, there's average, average everyday, you know, person's Those house. Those are my favorites, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know. I, I, I personally like to do the research. Well, I, I go through and I get my sense of the place, and, and then I go through the research, and it's almost like I'm, I'm, I'm looking for validation of my, you know, yeah. this is what I feel. I want to make sure this is what I feel, and I think that's how I basically got into it. Is that I um. I didn't want to be branded as nuts. So when I encounter like spirits and stuff, I want to know who the hell they are. And so <laughs> yeah, I go back and I go through the research and I find them, you know, and I, I always like, I, what's my talent? What's my super talent? Well, I find people in history and stuff. So how long we didn't touch on this in the beginning, but how long have you been doing this? Oh, geez, for, well, like I told you, me mom, you know, I, I kind of grew up with that, and, uh, yeah, just the strange things with my mom, but I have had weird things happen to me my whole life, and I, you know, I just like to make sure that, you know, I was like, where my mom had, you know, my mom actually was branded paranoid schizophrenic. And so then, and she was a military person, and she made the mistake of telling a military doctor that she hears voices, and that's how they, they branded her that. So, and, before you go on, yeah, do you think she was, and no judgment, I don't mean this badly, do you think she was really paranoid schizophrenic? No. It's a two-part question. That's why I'm asking. No? You think she really, you know. No, but I think she suffered depression because I think, I think a lot of it, my family, they were in Messiah. She was a member of Eastern Star. For one, I can tell you one thing about the Eastern Star and Masonic and whatever. If they think you're nuts, you would not be a part of their club. If they if they think you're nuts or anything, so familiar, if they, it, what is it? if they thought Eastern Star is part of the Masonic Lodge Freemasonry, okay, yep, yeah. And my mom was my mom was a member of Eastern Star. My grandma was a member of Eastern Star. If and it was a small town. If them people really thought my mom was nuts, she would not have been part of the Eastern Star. That is right. just that is just a fact. So, no, I don't think my mom was nuts. I think the military probably that, you know, that they, that's what they did. They branded her. But can I say for 100% am I sure that my mom was talking spirits? No, because I didn't see what she was talking to. But, I, I mean, I did feel things, you know, different. I, I can tell you one thing. When we were in um, Egypt, we were in the Valley of the Kings and stuff. My mom refused to go into King Tut's temple. She sat outside in over a 100-degree temperature and waited for us to get to go through the tour, but she refused to go in there. She said she could not go in there. And so, I said, well, Mom, you, why in the hell would you let me go in there? <laughs> what? What was her answer? 
she, I, I never know? said that, but I, you know, I just, oh, thought, okay. you know, I thought that, you know, and I thought that years later, you know, and stuff. But my mom, it was the weirdest thing. She refused to go down there and stuff. And I've never seen her do anything like that before. So, you know, and I've had weird things happen in different countries. You know, I was in, um, it'd be Florence, Italy and stuff. And I was with the American Institute of Foreign Study. And we were walking down the road and I got punched by a monk. I, I don't know if it was red hair or what, but this monk punched me. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell was that about? I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm picturing myself is why I'm laughing. I'm like, that's something that would happen to me. Yeah. I the like, red hair. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the only thing I had bright red hair and that's the only thing I can think of. Why would a fucking monk punch me? It was like a Franciscan monk too. He had the little bald head and ring around his head. And it was like, at least he had to whack me with staff or something. But no, he just punched you. No, he did. Yeah. He punched me, punched me hard enough that I fell forward and fell to my knees because he punched me in the back. Wow. So, no, you know, I always joke with people. I like, maybe I have weird energy or something. I don't know. I don't know why I attract this weird ass crap happening. That's that is uh, yeah. funny and sad all in the same. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, welcome to my weird life. I have weird Je- synchronicities happen all the time. Jen is in the chat saying, who can say they've been punched by a monk? <laughs> yeah, me, I can. You know, I have, yeah, but I've witnesses. never been around a monk, but I'm sure a monk would punch me and not feel bad. Yeah, yeah. It's like, holy cow. So I did have think- an Arab offer camels once for me, too, when I was only kid. No, thank God my mom didn't sell me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Because, see, red hair is, like, sacred to them or something. It's something to do with Mecca. And it was like, oh, thank God my mom didn't sell me some Aram. Oh, my God. Well, I, my mother didn't sell me either, but only she probably <laughs> didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, if my mom would have gotten enough money for me, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I feel bad for my mom now that I'm an old adult, you know. Yeah. She oh, I wish my me. mom was still alive. Oh, God, she was right. Oh, you're making me cry in a funny <laughs> way. Not yeah. in a sad way, but because. Yeah. So you took parapsychology courses, right? Yeah, through the Ryan Institute. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then I took classes with Lloyd Arbuck. Man, that man, that's a man you should get on. He is fascinating. I I wish they would make, um, I wish they would make, like, uh, paranormal TV, but do, like, uh, case files from, um, like, the Rhine and SPR and stuff, because there is some really freaky real stuff, you know, that uh, the parapsychologists have encountered that has no explanation. Like, there, he had one case he told me about was they went to this house in New York and it, the ceiling, it would start raining from the ceiling and just raining all over like a like a rainforest. Oh. <clears throat> I could not figure out why this was happening. 
and oh, in step that sounds two, familiar to me. You know, you probably maybe have heard it. And I, anyway, um, they do the interviews and stuff and everything. They they found out that the the teenage boy was in on a swim team. But he didn't like competition swimming. And here this was a poltergeist phenomenon um, centered around him. And once he told his parents, look, I don't like competing and swimming and stuff, this rain stopped in the house. But he had no control over it. It isn't something that he can do. It was was just something, uh, you know. It was emotions being shown physically. Yeah. Projecting. Yep, he, he he hated, and they have many cases like that, and these are real things that, you know, and I just think they're like, well, this is like crazy fascinating to me, and that, and, and that, that's why I kind of look at for, you know, when I do like cases when I, um, in homes and to, at homes, I kind of look, you know, to see if there's stress in somebody's life. Maybe they're causing this poltergeist phenomenon in their house. Yeah. You know, and actually, once you figure out that uh, people that are sensitive and extra sensitive, they're always going to live in haunted places because it's their gift that allows them to see into the spirit world. It's not the spirits fucking with them. It's no, it's this because they have a gift and they can see them, you know, and uh, that goes a long ways to helping people like deal with it. You know, uh, that actually these ghosts are not bothering them. It's your gift. And if, once you learn how to control with this, maybe you could shut it off and you won't see this stuff no more. Because actually children are way more open, and open than us. And once they close off, they don't see this stuff no more. Um. Sorry. Yeah, with you. I was like, oh, what are you yapping away? Um, due to some stuff that's going on here, I'm going to, I know it's it's been at least an hour. Um, Uh-oh. I'm going to have to end the show. But I have a date available at the end of the month if you will be willing to come back. Um, oh, sure, and then I'll tell you about, about the second book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. We ended up talking about another one, but I had a really no, no, good no. time. No, 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 I Thank loved you. it. I loved it. I will, um, I can message you after the show and explain, but I can't say on air what's going on. Um, okay. But, um, they're loving it in the chat room, and I, I really loved it so much, and, um, I love hearing about them too, and and like you know the, I love the people that side, you have though. in your chat room. I don't get to do room. this much. I don't get to do this much. This side yeah. of things, the research, yeah. and, you know. So th- I really, really love this. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, hopefully I didn't freak him out with Tom. Yap, 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 yap. No, no, no. It's, it's all positive. I had a good. I had a good time, and thank you for having me. I am. Um, I so appreciate it, and I am fascinated with the research side of things and the parapsychology side of things. Um, before I end, I do want to say a couple things. We have um, her two books can be found on Amazon, and it's Pay the Piper, 
and it, it's also um, my haunted journeys, my haunted journey of Nebraska. And her Facebook page is Parapsychology Field Researcher and Arthur Alita Finley. It's been shared all over Paranormal Buzz Radio um, on Facebook, so you can find it there. Um, and I really would like you to come back if, if possible. Well, thank you so much for having me. We have another whole book to cover. <laughs> yeah, yap away. No, 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 that's good. I'm serious. That's that, Well, thank you for having me, really. I had a good time. I, I always too, have a good time. Yeah, yeah we, we accidentally met in the chat, and, you know, it grew from there, and I I love the parapsychology thing, and I love the research side of things, and, you know, because I investigate, but I'm just learning everything else, so, and I don't get to have people on too much that have the parapsychology part in the research part, you know, so I highly enjoy it. Oh, thank you. You, you are very welcome. Did I miss anything? Um, I said where you could be found. No, I think I got it. So, um, everybody's saying great show and I'm going to give a few shout outs here. Thank you, Kim and Jen B. Thank you so much for stepping in for me. I so appreciate it, and I love you. Thank you, Wolf. Let's see. I can only scroll so far. I know Mallory was in there. Kim. Um, and, of course, it's not going to let me scroll all the way down because it likes being... Well, thank you, everybody, too. Yes, and I, and I, as long as I didn't piss her off too much, she will be back. No, you don't piss yeah. me off. So, <laughs> all right. All right, hold on one second. Oh, uh, I guess I should say who's going to be my upcoming guest here before I... Sorry, guys, my mind is really scattered. It's been a long week. Next week, December 7th, we have the Southern Gypsies, which will be informative, and it will also be fun as hell. Then, December 14th, we have Miss Luna. It's... And I think Luna was in the chat tonight, too, but I can't scroll all the way back. I'm not sure. So, we will see you next Friday. If not before, we will be on Sunday with Miss Jen B., the skeptic and the psychic. Um, we will be talking about my past investigation and maybe some cryptozoology stuff. If, oh, wow. If I have time to do some more research, we will see. <laughs> so, all right. Alita, hold on one quick second. For more information regarding what Paranormal Buzz Radio has to offer, visit our website, paranormalbuzzradio.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram.